Welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and it's been a while since we've had musical guests on the podcast, or at least it feels like it's been a while. So I thought it was time to uh, bring another one on, and we are welcomed by one of the many talented bands that we have here in Kankakee County. And this one being a newer one, that would be City Cash. Welcome, guys. Hello. Thank you for having us. Of course. Let's go down how... Whoever wants to start on which end, introducing yourselves and two Nicks and a Jimmy. (laughs) Jimmy and the Nicks. Hey, could I get uh, two Nicks and a Jimmy, please? (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about that off mic of the podcast. Yeah, we can start with Nick, I guess. Nick number one. I'm uh, Nick number one. Uh, My name's Nick Gaelic. I play guitar. I'm lead singer and songwriter as well. And I play in City Cash. That's my story. <laughs> That's it. Down. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> I like long walks on the beaches. And <laughs> I'm Nick number two. You should come down here with me. No. Much cooler last name than me, though. <clears throat> Tell him the last name, Nick. So I'm Nick Steele, and I've been with City Cash for a year or two now. And uh, you probably know me from Redneck Remedy. Okay. I didn't band. know that was you. I I mean, yeah, drummers I've, are known to be in like every single band in the world, and I've joined so. every band in and this Nick town. And I have been accused yeah. of that yeah. recently too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I guess bass players too. So, but yeah, I did not know Redneck Remedy was in your. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's where I started, and uh, I've been playing with these guys for two years, and we just released an album. And well, we've been playing eight years. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, those two have been together much longer. I was kind of the new guy walking in. And then we've got Jimmy. Jimmy Rotundo from the great city of Chicago, Illinois. And you play bass. And I play and, bass. And, and the local band, uh, Skeleton Crew, back in the day with George Shipley, played with those guys and Jay Jackson and uh, did that for years and then hooked up with this guy about eight years ago and we've been playing in bands ever since. Yeah. Awesome. Well, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks. Happy to have you for having us. I should mention the first time I met you guys and saw you perform was at the Bourbon A Friendship Festival Battle of the Bands this last June. I was lucky enough to be a judge. And when you guys came on, you just lit that stage on fire. And I <laughs> I was at my score sheet and I'm like, okay, yeah. It's like these are the guys. Uh, high points here, high points here, high points here. You know, and thanks just, for the high points. Uh, yeah. yeah. We appreciate it. I didn't know you were a judge there. I was a judge. Yeah, I was yeah. one of the judges. So. We appreciate your uh, scoring and critique. Thanks I think Nick knew it because I think Nick me- messaged me not too long after that yeah, on Facebook. And, was, and he's like, hey, thanks for the high points. 
I thought you were going to say before. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, yeah, say before. And well, he slipped me a. Was there a bribe? Twi- <laughs> yeah, slipped me a couple twenties, and yeah, and the rest is know, history. The rest is history. Yeah. yeah, I was just so impressed with your cover of I can't remember which Elvis song. Uh, it was Heartbreak Hotel, I okay. believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the movie had yeah. just come out. I, I think, think it was coming out the following day. Um, so the guy who announced us, Denny. Yeah, was Denny. It Denny? Case. Yeah. So yeah. he, uh, as announcing us, he was oh, calling out the Denny songs. Case. Yeah, yeah, and he said, um, yeah, the movie's coming out tomorrow. That's why it sticks out in my brain. Yeah. So it was good timing, I think, to play that song. It was good. Is that usually in your repertoire? Like you know, I think set? we uh, learned it maybe um, a month before that, would you yeah, say? Yeah, it was probably a month before that. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the Elvis movie, to be honest. We actually just, okay. I think I just started playing it one yeah, day. Yeah, we were just Elvis fans. We were just jamming and yeah. it came out. And then it happened. Yeah, I had covered it years ago, and it, I think it just entered my brain one night and we just enjoyed it. There was no uh, solution or reason behind it. You took Heartbreak Hotel and you just turned it upside down and you're just like, forget about what you've heard before. This, this is a brand, it was like a brand new song. It was like we were just hearing it for the first time. Imagine, it was, it was almost like imagining we were back in the 19, what was it, the 50s? That was was like 57 or something. Yeah, something like that. It was almost like being back in the 1950s when it was originally released and feeling that same energy that whoever heard it for the first time back then. Oh, thanks, man. It just felt that way. Like, if you didn't know the song, you would have swore that you guys wrote that song. <laughs> I'll take credit for it as much as possible. Well, we actually, when we play live, he does sometimes. Just, yeah, this one we wrote back in the 50s. and then, <laughs> The younger kids believe We, we don't do a lot of covers, but <laughs> right, and whatever we do do, we make it our own. Yeah. No, we appreciate the compliment. Thank well, you. of course. Yeah. And yeah, your original material, of course, is right up there as well, which you did play an original song that day because everyone played three songs in yeah. their sets at that battle. You get to play one original and then the two, two are, covers. are covers of what your was the choice. other cover song that we, we played? did? Ticket to Ride, I think we did. That. No, yeah, I believe we did. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Was it Ticket to Ride? I, I thought it was something else. No, I thought it was something else. No. I don't have the papers anymore. I should have. It, it was a cover song. I know that. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was Ticket to Ride, Heartbreak. Yeah. It was. No, we did. Um, Slip Kid by the Slip Oh, did we? Do? Oh, yeah, Slip yeah. Kid. That's, That's right. what it was. That was okay. an interesting cover as well. I know my boss Tim Milner. I think it was the conversation I was having with him. He was super impressed by that song. Just like I was impressed by Heartbreak Hotel, he was impressed by, he was like, I never thought I'd hear someone cover that song. <laughs> We've heard that a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. many people cover that. No. Well, I'm a massive Who fan, so I, I can really who take isn't? deep into their repertoire. But yeah, well, I think all of us are to a degree. Yeah. But. Mm, who doesn't like at least one song by the Who? Yeah, I like them the best, though. Going back to Jimmy, you said you're from Chicago yeah. originally. Where at in Chicago? And Northwest how did you- side. How did you end up here in, in Kankakee um, County? Work. Okay. <laughs> what, did you, what did you do for work to end I up was, down here? At that time, I was machinist making tools. And my brother owns the shop, and he had another shop in Bradley. And he asked me to come down and work in the Bradley shop. I said, oh, all right. So I found myself a nice house near the river, and I'm very happy. That so, was over 10 years ago. And how do you make tools? How does a person make tools? <laughs> on a grinding machine and it's not tools like you would use it, these are cutting tools for it's for um, manufacturing like if you're making parts any little parts uh-huh. we'll make the tool that will because it'll come in like it's mostly brownish sharp stuff and it comes in through a rod and our tool will go into the rod and put the form in it 
and there's cutoff tools that just cut it off. And so just parts, boom. Imagine the top of a, like a lampshade. Yeah. And it's got that ornate little top. Sure. All that would be, we make tools for those master lock. We do a lot for them. And so is that like, did. that's not like a mold then? No, it's not it's, a mold. It's, it's grinding. It's grinding. Grinding. I've always wondered how that stuff was was made because I've I know high speed there, steel and grinding wheels. Yeah, because what there's at least two machine shops in the area, right? Or now oh, tool, there's, there's I mean tool, like where you're working. There's a couple tool places, right? Mm, or maybe there's only one. I'm not aware of any others yeah. down here. We do work for shops around town. Sure, but. Yeah. I did. I don't anymore. Right. I don't do that. <laughs> don't do Strictly that a musician now. That's awesome. Yeah. That must I'm feel happy. nice. It does. A dream come true. Yeah. It does happen. It happens. It happens, kids. It happens. But then so he got stuck with me, so there is a downside <laughs> to every dream. <laughs> Man. I never said that. I've never once said that. You so didn't have to. <laughs> I might after this, but. <laughs> so, and, and how about you, Nick Steele? How did, are you born and raised in the area? Or? Oh yeah, I've been here my entire life. I worked at Steak and Shake a couple of years. And I've been doing stupid jobs until then, trying to be a musician. And I've worked at Monocle's Pizza for 15 years. I couldn't now. tell. <laughs> He's wearing a, a- I wear it proud. Shirt, I love I love this job. You should. Yeah. And I've been in like 10 different bands in this area. Anybody in this area knows me. I've been playing drums for since I could. I would say the the two, not to discredit Jimmy at all by any means. Oh, that's okay. But <laughs> I we do it all the time. <laughs> definitely not discrediting Jimmy. They try. They, try. they, well, never, a, they don't succeed. You but. are an incredible bass player. Yeah, I thanks. think anyway. Yeah. Well, I just feel like Nick and Nick here with Nick Steele playing in so many different bands, as most drummers do, we've yeah. joked about. And then Nick Gaelic, you kind of being front and center, having either at least one project or multiple projects with your name in the name of the, the band mm -hmm. or group, right? You know, Nick Gaelic and the Gamblers, right? Yes. Yeah, so, the Gamblers was yeah. awesome. That's how I met him. Did you end up playing drums on the Gamblers? Or how no, did you guys? No, I did not. I no, wish I did. we didn't I hook did. up till years <laughs> after that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and now I am. And I know him since he was a little kid. We used to play it's acoustic been a guitars in a yard. Yeah, we used to house. half drunk in a yeah. mutual friend's house. <laughs> not half drunk. Uh, <laughs> not at Phil's house. No, it wasn't all the half. way drunk. All the way. <laughs> it was all the way. <laughs> Speaking of, oh, before we continue, I have to say this too. We've never had alcohol on the podcast until tonight. Oh my. <laughs> Are we the first so musicians on the you, podcast, this one? You're not the first musicians. Okay. You're the first musicians with alcohol or just the, the first guests with alcohol in general. There are a bunch of drunks in this band. Yeah. <laughs> not all of us. Well, and it's not new It's not new to me because for many years I hosted a podcast called Pop, Punk, and Pizza mm. and there's been drinking on many of those episodes okay. before. That's why I'm surprised. So, so it's, no, it's no different to me. It's it's just it's new for this podcast so we don't know how it's going to end up wait, yeah, yeah, yeah this might you know we're I, I what how many minutes are we in at this point 10 we're gonna do Five? a joe rogan thing Something? go six hours we'll go six hours six yeah, hours we'll, we'll, let's yeah. go. we'll bust this one out but um about an hour in the whiskey comes out and that's when it gets weird <laughs> no but going back you know yeah. nick and nick meeting so it was when nick gaelic and the gamblers were going on and and uh, nick Steele, were you playing 
in like Redneck Remedy or something? Or uh, everything was kind of going south at that point, and I was looking for something new. And yeah, that's what happened. We were looking for something new to happen. Well, before we hooked up with him, we hooked up and we were playing with Ivan Garcia, Jay Jackson. We were doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, we we were in like seven other bands yeah. at the time. And that's like I say. Recently, we were at we were playing at Rich's out in Moments, and uh, what's his name came up. Yeah. Are you guys gonna leave any room for us? You guys got everything. You gonna yeah. do every, leave anything for us? <laughs> what about the rest of us? And that's the thing. Me and me and Jimmy were joining every single band that we could at that point. Well, we kept getting asked. It wasn't like occupied. We didn't have to look for it. They were asking us. Yeah, was like, okay. Well, when you're good, that's what happens. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. At least I think, anyway. And then Nick Gaelic, you've been you're born and raised in the county as well, right? Oh, I was kicked out a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was born in Kankakee. I lived in Moni, I think, about seven years, and ended up back here. I'm glad I came back. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, me too as well. So how does everyone's musical journey begin? That's always a fascinating story, I feel like, to hear how people started playing music or what what was the first instrument they learned. For me, the first instrument was drums. I was 10. I was just obsessed with music. I used to have all these, uh, at the time, this crazy invention called a cassette. (laughs) <laughs> I had cassettes. Man, I had those. I had those. Uh, then I went to another. What's an A-track? What's it called? A CD. Uh, reel to reel? <laughs> reel to Anyone? reel. Uh, but I, I was listening that. to uh, music constantly. And um, my dad, he actually had a coworker. He just, he was a drummer in a band. They were touring and they broke up, I, I think, rather abruptly. Anyway, my dad just started working with him. This guy just came off tour and was depressed. Uh, what was the, what was it? Uh, it was a band moment. called um, Brother Jed. There might be a few people who might recognize the name. They were climbing up the ladder. But yeah, it was an abrupt breakup. I don't know the details, but he went from touring to working at nine to five. And then he saw me I, as a kid. He met me. I think I became kind of his musical muse at the time. So he gave me my first drum set, first drum lesson. From there... I think when I was about 12, I was playing drums. We moved into an apartment complex and the neighbors kept on calling the cops. <laughs> and, oh, drums uh, in apartments don't It mix, doesn't mix man. well. Unless you have an, like, an electronic no, kit. No, yeah. That didn't exist wasn't. back in the day. No. What's an electronic kit? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you snatch? We wouldn't stoop that low. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the neighbors kept on calling the police and I kept on playing <laughs> um so i anyway i was forced to kind of move to a guitar i had an old dusty guitar in the closet so i just picked it up and found i was uh halfway decent at it and kind of just snowballed from there were you self-taught at guitar yes then? yes okay yeah self-taught on guitar uh, vocally as a songwriter all that so it just came that came fairly natural after i kind of realized my potential at it you just rip that guitar <laughs> to shreds. I've I mean, broken a few. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I believe it. You play so well, and I'm shocked that you never you never had at least one formal. Lesson. No, not at all. I like I was lucky enough to have a lot of really great musicians who kind of would take me under their wing and jam with me. Even at a young age, I I could get into bars and see all these really cool bands play. So I just I well, it was the first everything. band you remember like getting into a bar too to see oh god I, you know i remember um seeing jd king uh, okay constantly and just watching him at like 
13, 14, and just like ripping him off. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, he's a cool guy and he he's is. very That's talented. That's who you want to rip off. That You yeah. do want to rip off JD. King. And I saw him yeah. play so several months ago at a benefit we put on and it was the same thing where I was watching him play intently and like, I'm ripping that. <laughs> rip <off. laughs> is but, he uh, still in... A Credence Clearwater revival. Didn't he have a Credence Clearwater? I, I believe he is. Yes. I saw the fuzz a lot. I didn't see and that. And the, the fuzz, yeah. JD. That was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the first time I saw JD King play was, yeah, uh, JD King and the fuzz. That's what yeah. I always associate him with mm-hmm. the most, I think. Yeah. Um, did he have a CCR? Cover I think he had a yeah, CCR. He uh, yeah, he plays guitar for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I believe he's still in that. He has a voice yeah. for that, too, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, excellent singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very versatile. Yeah. At what he does excellent songwriter improviser all that stuff so no wonder what yeah <laughs> no, wonder. no i mean i've told him before i don't know if he believed me or if, but he's yeah. um he he's honestly my favorite guitar player i mean he has been since i was a teenager i do mean that i remember the yeah. first time i saw him play i think it was at sammy's not too far from here oh, now on yeah. fifth avenue and in, in kankakee they used to i think he used to host an open mic there or yeah something. he did an open mic there 10 years ago yeah. Yeah, and that's about when it was yeah. <laughs> that I saw him play. It was about 10 years ago, maybe 11, somewhere in there. Yeah, he's fantastic, yeah. Then how about for you, Nick? Did you start on the drums? I did not. I started with bass. Did okay. you really? I didn't know that. Yes. I thought it was trumpet. Yes, and I went to tr- <laughs> I went to trumpet slightly after that, but I did do the bass for one year oh, okay. in grade school. I never knew that. And then I played trumpet for five years and i was in marching band at hersher high school and then i picked up the drums in about sophomore year and then redneck remedy came along when you were in high school yeah well redneck remedy came along right after high school and they had to wait for me to turn 21 to play shows because they were like i want you but you're not 21 yet. <laughs> were you their first drummer? Yes, then? I was. You were well, the well, original. They they were doing stuff before then, but I was like the first official drummer, like okay. when it started to happen. And then we were on the road. We did everything. Like we toured. We were in Texas, Kansas, everywhere in this country. And it just didn't work out like we wanted it to. And after that, we just went and kept playing shows and shows and shows. And yeah, it didn't happen like we wanted to. And people started falling off. And there was different members. And this is the only band that's kept the same members, which is awesome. Well, so that's good news so far. It's still early, though. It's still yeah. early. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's still it, it early. is, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Nick, we're going to have a meeting after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it on the There's podcast. A, yeah, your manager said, um, <laughs> make sure that we wrap this up in, like, 10 minutes because there's a there's an important meeting after this yeah. so i'm keeping an eye on the clock to make sure you guys aren't late for that meeting gotcha now yeah. we can be late we can do whatever we want <laughs> that's what i remember from redneck remedy yeah. i remember them being all over the place playing lots of shows but oh, yeah also also getting out on the road though and and what are some of those road stories that you remember because touring on that 
scale on the the low part of the totem pole, you always have amazing. <laughs> there's always some amazing stories in that part of touring in a band on that low level. Oh, I have one in particular. There was one member that ate something they shouldn't have, <laughs> and we were sitting Was it something in- that wasn't edible, or was it just like, hey, this is like a th- three-old-day sandwich. It's been sitting in the van. Oh, it for- was a three-day-old sandwich <laughs> that was sitting in the truck, and we told them they shouldn't have, and then they ended up, we sat in traffic, and they had to run out into the forest to take the worst ever. <laughs> <laughs> that oh did happen and that inspired our uh, first single it, <laughs> it may or may have not been me ben. <laughs> but, so, it, but it did happen so the, <laughs> it may or may not have been you now do you remember if this person do you remember the type of sandwich that it was? Oh yeah, it was Whopper from Burger King. Oh, totally no. did it. Oh, totally no. did it. That's yeah. And I was warned not to do it. Yeah, no. And then we were sitting in traffic, and I was like, "Yeah, I got to run." Luckily, we had toilet paper. We're an uh, in, uh, intellectual band, in case you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been. Hey, you want, on... you want to know things on the road that happens? Yeah, no, knock on wood, that's never happened to me when I've been on the road. I feel like I've been with others that have experienced that a little bit. That was a 14 hour trip. Oh, God. It, it had to happen. Whew. That's That's a long one. Yeah. Jimmy, did you ever get out on the road at all? Not really on the road. Most of my stuff was all local. Sure. Chicago, starting up in Chicago. I mean, mm-hmm. we played the Metro. That's We awesome. had an original band back then, the ones I told the one I told you, they played us on XRT and stuff. And things were starting to happen, but we were all married with young kids and they started to talk about a tour. People were approaching us and wanted us to tour, and all the wives said, No way. So that's why that one fell apart. And then lucky now I hooked up with these guys. And I've been doing this a long time. And it's like I say, playing with these three. The three of us, there's you can feel it right away, and I knew right away because we kind of hooked up by accident. It was actually, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it started with a Nick. You were doing a music video shoot or yeah, something. I think I was just bored. Yeah, I scheduled a music video. I was supposed to have a keyboardist to come out for the video. He canceled the night before, and I didn't want to cancel the shoot. And this was just for like Nick Gaelic and the Gamblers, or just Nick just Gaelic? solo, Gaelic. just solo. Yeah. Okay, so just Nick Gaelic. Yeah. So the keyboard is canceled. I had a banquet hall rented out, sound man, girl coming out to film it. So I didn't want to cancel the day before. So I was panicking. I think it was the day of. I contacted Jimmy, and I said, "We need a drummer." I said, "I got a drummer," and so I dragged him along too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but it, the weird part, just bef- a couple of weeks before that, we were both called to do a video for someone else. We were, yeah, just to just to mind just to parts. Prote- yeah, yeah. Just well, that's why like, he came yeah. to mind. I hadn't seen him in a few years, I think, at least. And we, him and I, were both called to do the same video. As he said, I didn't know he was going to be there. He I, mean, didn't I didn't know I was going to be there. Yeah, yeah. And so we showed up at the parking lot, and I was, and she was late. Obviously, the one we, she was very late. Very late. So I, we were sitting there waiting, and we were in our cars, and I didn't know he was over there. And I was just bored, and I had a guitar in the car, so I sat out on the curb, brought my guitar out, and started. And I saw playing. a guy with a guitar in the parking lot. I'm like, "Hey, so he I walks like you." Over and he goes, "Jimmy, what are you yeah. doing here?" I said, "I'm doing a video with 
And he goes, me too. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. I think I taught you the song in the parking lot. Yeah. I said, do you know the changes? I, I have no idea. Well, we were um, told I to hadn't even heard it. the song. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I, yeah. I learned the song. And I said, do you know yeah. what key it's in? So I, at least I can fake it and pretend I'm in the right key at least. <laughs> So we we got that, and then who who was it for? Um, that, or the, I guess that was a different shoot, though. That yeah, was, this yeah, was a different was, one. It was a very talented young singer named uh, Heather Wagner. I oh, it was yeah. for Heather. Yeah. I highly okay. recommend anyone check her out. She's oh yeah. yeah, she's been on the podcast. Yeah, she so. was late. I think her car broke down. She had a really bad day. But oh no! Excellent, excellent musician. Was that wasn't for her most recent video? No, this no, was years no, ago. That one was years. This ago. was a, a while years ago. ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, well, very talented. And I never saw the video. I did. How was it? I mean, I look great, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Are you it was saying good. I look like shit? Is that what you're you guys implying? are stunning. <laughs> you look stunning. Yeah. Stunning? No, I don't remember much of it. I, I don't remember <laughs> hating it. Like, you see yourself on camera, like, it, it just, it's humbling. Yeah. But uh, Well, yeah. you're a very handsome guy, you know. I wish I had hair like that. <laughs> Oh, oh, don't stop we it. all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me and, uh, me and Jimmy over here. Feel ya. Hey, baldness is a choice. Rocket. Is it though? I don't know. Is it a choice? It cool. For me, it is. I mean, I guess, well, like, that's true. I guess you can't. I went all the way with you it. You can't. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. That beard, though. Jimmy's got a, it works. a gnarly yeah. beard. Yeah. But getting back to that music video shoot, Nick, that you were doing for yourself, not the one with Heather. And this would have been like back in 2019, right? I believe so. Yeah, it was 2019. I think it was October. Of what like, song was that? Was that Shadows? No, it was a song called Nameless. Oh, that was Nameless. Uh, That's right. Not on our album. <laughs> no. And we rarely played. Right. And this yeah. was, you were just pursuing a, a thing solo. I didn't then. really have I mean, any like direction. I just wanted no like. Direction. You just wanted to do something. Yeah, I just wanted to do something. It was kind of set up last minute. Like I said, a keyboardist dropped out the night before. I didn't want to cancel mm -hmm. the shoot. I just had too many people invested in it. And myself as well. Um, so yeah, Jimmy ended up agreeing to it. And then he said, hey, I have a drummer. So then Nick showed up to Jimmy's house and we rehearsed the song, I think once, and then head over to the banquet hall to play. We rehearsed it more than once. Before going there, though? No, not that day. Oh, that day we rehearsed it like seven times, man. Before we left? Yeah, before we left. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Did we? Oh, yeah. I we thought went it was like through once. seven times before we got there. No wonder oh, we yeah. can't forget it. We, we'll we yeah, not play yeah. that. We don't play and that you, song for months I'll on never, end. And, and then he said, hey, it. we haven't played that. Let's play it. And we never forget it. All, everything. Yeah. We uh, definitely, I think that night, noticed there was a connection. And there was some chemistry. Was it kind of like there? You're kind of like, you know, maybe a solo thing is not the way I want to Yeah, go. that's exactly what happened because I, I didn't know what was going on. Like, it was supposed to be a solo thing. Kind of just self-embellishment, I because guess. Because where was <laughs> where was Gamblers at this time? At this Nick point, it was, it was done. It was done? Yeah, it had been done. What happened with the Gamblers? It just didn't... It kind of just fizzled away. Because, I mean, I saw your the Gamblers name a lot yeah. around the area. It kind of just fizzled. Like, there wasn't, like, anything that took place. Because you guys were writing original music. Yeah, it was original, yeah. yeah. There was never even a point where I even remember us saying, yeah, we're done. It just fizzled away i mean i'm still friends with all the guys i don't think anything really happened i wish i had a better story to tell but <laughs> there was a fist fight and <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It got bloody and <laughs> yes someone got sent to the hospital knocked some teeth out <laughs> yeah anyway they came out i didn't know the direction to take the video at that point and the girl filming us ended up just making it a band video 
And then we just continued playing with each other. And yeah, it was just like, hey, we ought to get together and just jam. Let's jam. Yeah. yeah that was how it started. After it, we were like, came down in my are basement. we a band now? Yeah, let's jam. We're let's just, see what happens. We're a band now. Yeah. And I, from the first jam, it was like, yes. I think we were just doing some blues covers the first practice. And then I just I started writing and brought everything up, good and bad. I mean, I wrote a song. He loathes <laughs> we all loathe it don't just which say which song hey. is that did it make it on the album it, no it did no, not it did oh, not no. yeah. and that's one we haven't played for it's a song called quite some time. uh lost one lost child it's, and it's uh, a crappy version of uh sweet melissa by the allman brothers okay i just ripped it i off. would never have guessed sweet <laughs> melissa off of that crap it's so bad oh it's awful <laughs> now i wish we could hear it if i had a guitar oh, no, i'd play it for yeah. you <laughs> you're never one. you're never gonna hear it because we're and your never listeners would tune out <laughs> see nick and i for we can everybody. pretty much take anything and make something into it he'll tell mm-hmm. you that we can, they can. do something yeah, they with absolutely it. can yeah bring us some couple simple cards we'll do something with it we'll do it but there's nothing to make out of that. Song. That one we couldn't do anything with. It was just like, yeah. But anyway, during that time, we were just playing everything just to have material. Yeah. Some good stuff came out of it. Yeah. And then some really bad stuff like that one. But that's the name of the game. That was like stepping in a turd. And then. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be our number one hit. <laughs> yeah. Stepping in a turd. That should have been the band name. Stepping, stepping in, in a turd. We a couldn't turd. come up with a band name. That was a story in itself. Yeah. We were Moondogs. We were Moondogs well, first. Yeah. They yeah, found we, they were like we didn't start as Moondogs. I like Moon. Yeah, but, but there were too many of them. Yeah. 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 There's some There's old no, guy. From is there somewhere no city caches that you could find? You know, uh, no. nothing. I think I found one. I think they had like two followers. So I'm like, I'll take my chances. Uh, Most were, of them were city financial advisors. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, debt relief. Drug dealers. Oh, gosh. But City Cash. That came from the song name. Mm-hmm. He had a song called okay. City Cash. And yeah. Just, Let's just use that. Okay. I think we Nick couldn't... recommended it. It fits so perfectly because I feel like the sound of City Cash, you hear the sound of johnny cash in your music i feel like but but again it's not just johnny cash you hear it's almost like i almost feel like johnny cash in your writing and just your style nick it's like johnny cash but mixed in with maybe like 90s alternative and and uh, nirvana the beatles grunge the... and yeah it's just it's such a i've never heard that comparison it's such a but, yeah i don't yeah, know because that's that's what i hear i don't know i feel like it's johnny cash getting together with like eddie vetter and like right <laughs> like pearl jam you know yeah. and just writing i'm related to johnny cash <laughs> <laughs> i am i actually am where's the proof just take my word. <laughs> I'm related to his uh, wife, actually. So by marriage, I'm related. To no Jamaica. way. I can brag and will brag about that. Yeah. Any chance I get. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. how do you know this? Where's the proof? Well, how, trust me. I'm related through marriage to Frankie Lane. Are you really? Yeah. I never knew that. Where's the proof? Well, I can get it if I had to, but. That's was, what I say. When it I was say my marriage. uncle Joe's, my dad's uncle, my grandfather's brother, his sister. Mm-hmm. Well, their sister married Frankie Lane. Hmm. He's from the South Side of Chicago. They grew up in the South Side in That's the Italian actually neighborhood. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. So yeah, they used to go see him all the time when he was coming through town. And- oh, that's cool. So how does that work, Nick? With being the relation through to- marriage, <clears throat> it's through marriage. So my family on my grandma's side, maternal grandmother, maiden name was Carnes. Then there was the Carters. 
So it's through his wife, June Carter, that I'm probably butchering the family history. <laughs> Man, it's almost, but it exists. That's all I know. June but. Carter, that's almost a bigger, you yeah. know, than Johnny Oh, June Cash. Carter's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was great. Her family as well. Yeah, yeah, the whole family. Hell of a family. I think now would be a good time to play a song from the debut album, right? This yeah. is yeah. the first City Cash record. It's... Are you calling it a self-titled? Yes, or, it'll be okay. self-titled. Yeah, yeah. self-titled. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you've got CDs of it, which thank you for that. I've got it in my hand here. But I know that people can stream it and they can also download it. CDs are the best, though. We yep. all know that. Um, yep. Helps you guys out if people buy the physical copy. What song should we play? I think we should start off with... A song called Almost Sweet. That's my favorite. Set this song up for us. What's your state of mind writing this song? Mm, state of mind, it's loosely based around a long-distant relationship that I think I was more invested in than the other person and coming to terms with that and being okay with it. There's a happy ending to it. Musically, I think I was kind of uh, ripping off a little bit of Chuck Berry and some of my blues influences, Cream. And J.D. King. J.D. King, always. <laughs> I actually might owe him uh, royalties for this one. <laughs> no, this one's a little more funkier than bluesy. A little funky. Yeah, yeah it's got yeah. some funk to it. This I like is my uh, favorite song off the album, though.
almost sweet city cash from their self-titled debut album which is out now and of course obviously we're talking with nick nick and jimmy two nicks jimmy and the nicks yeah i'm just imagining a guy on the south side hey give me two nicks and a jimmy would you <laughs> And so I wonder what that would look like. <laughs> I know you guys have quite a few shows coming up till the end of the year. Citycashmusic.com. I was looking at yep. the yep. shows you guys got coming up. We can always use more though. We're never we want as many as we can. Many more to come. What's the next one coming up? October 29th at uh Good Vibrations. Good Vibrations. Okay. On station, right? Yep. Station Street in Kankakee. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. We should talk more about this album, though. I love the opening track. It's just like I'm sitting down and I'm at band practice with City Cash. And from my, I don't know if I'm hearing it right, but from what it sounds like, are you all playing? Did you record this record all playing together yep. or did you break it in? Loosely. Yeah, we wanted we did it, it to live. sound like it was yeah. live. You did it we live. We did it live okay. and then went back and did the vocals after. The okay. guitars. The music, the- uh, rhythm and lead guitars and uh, vocals were recorded separately. The bass and drums were recorded together because the rhythm guitar was actually recorded separately. Well, it was first we did a version. It was a scratch guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we but, wanted it to sound live. Yeah, we yeah. left some. Mis- yeah, we left mistakes in there and left it a uh, little rough around the edges. But we wanted to catch. Because yeah, not sound. to brag, but we're pretty damn good live. No, you are, and that's so. what I wanted to to iterate once again. Going back to talking about the the Bourbonnet Friendship Festival Battle of the Bands, that's what I was so impressed with on you guys is that it's really hard to play as a trio and be very tight with one another. I feel like not that it's not hard when you're a four, or five, six piece, however many members you have, but with a trio, it leaves more room for. Oh, I noticed that part right there where so-and-so got yeah. off. Oh, and, yeah. But I didn't, notice, I didn't <laughs> notice that at all at the Friendship Festival. You guys were so in tune with one another. You knew what you were doing. You know what you're doing now, obviously. And That's why that, I like this band. <laughs> exactly. And, I'm happy. And, and the, the fact that you know mostly the record is recorded live in a live manner, mostly, yeah, yeah. it definitely lends itself to like you're actually there at the show just i guess kind of explain in case no one understands the recording process which there are some that don't which i completely get so mm-hmm. most of the time you know you go into the studio you almost record everything piece by piece yeah every instrument you know yeah. you kind of do everything separately obviously many many years ago you would everyone would just play together and you would record that, which is exactly what you guys did. So that's what we mean by live is that in this sense, everyone was playing their instruments all at the same time while the recording was being captured, which doesn't happen a lot. And he was singing to him. It was a scratch vocal that we knew he was going to go back and redo the vocal. Sure. So we just, yeah, just go and hit it. But for the most part, the most part, it's very much of a live recording. Yeah. And and live recordings that it doesn't happen a lot this day and age. No, it really doesn't. Especially what you hear new songs coming out on the mm-hmm. radio, especially if you're talking like your mainstream top 40, you know, oh, yeah. a, lot your, a lot of your songs have features on them and your feature artist, uh, Drake or whatever, he's in LA. And then the person who's well, I was going to say a lot for, of them aren't even in the same room. Together. They're not yeah, like yeah. the other person's in New York or they're in London yeah. or they're, <laughs> they're, you know. And that works for that style. I mean. Oh, yeah. Um, no. 
But well, it takes something away, though. It takes a substance away from it when yeah. you – I think – I feel like whether a listener realizes it or not, whether they're musically inclined or know what they're listening to, there's something about a band just being in the same room, being tight, having that chemistry, knowing Playing each off other, each other, yeah. That you just pick up on, whether you know it or not. There's an energy that yeah. you can't get. You can't it's recreate like it. Alone it's like a, a religious yeah. experience. Yes, it is. It really is, yeah. It really is. And you can't recreate that with technology. And, and it, I'm not against – technology and well obviously no because you use technology to yeah and there are a lot of cool things you can do with it too yeah Yeah. um but there's just something about that experience that's just so just vital i think to like you said it's like it's a religious experience and people whether they're musicians or not they can pick up on it they really can absolutely and we've been told a number of times that for a three-piece band, we sound much larger than three pieces. You do. And that's what's also impressive as well, is for a three-piece, you really fill out the sound. It sounds very full, which I was Yeah, you know, when we by. first got together, uh, we were doing a lot of, I think, just blues covers, like the first practice or two. I don't know if it was ever talked about, but like, I know, like for myself, at least, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with a blues rock power trio. But I wanted to like take it into another direction, like see how much noise three people could make. And I feel like we've accomplished that, whether it's good or bad. I just wanted to just make as much noise as possible, take the audience on a journey. When we recorded an album, take people on a journey. I didn't want it to sound like three people. You know, I just wanted to just create a bunch of noise, whether people liked it or not. Good noise, not just noise. <laughs> Some of it's noise. bad, but I like that though too. <laughs> well, when it's supposed to be bad. Yeah. It's supposed to be, yeah. All of those elements we were talking about earlier, you can't just categorize City Cash as a blues rock band or a blues band or a rock band or country uh, or southern rock or whatever. I was having it's a, rock. It, yeah, we've talked the about it, but about it's rock. To... But we we both came up. Through the blues. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, Jimmy it's, and I both uh, came up from heavy, heavy blues influences. And you can hear that. Yeah. Obviously. But I, I feel like with this band, it's, we, you know, we were, asked, we were asked a few months ago to categorize ourselves as far as promotion. I didn't know how to answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> it's Maybe I, someone else can for me. I, I had the, the same experience when I got done doing judging the battle of the bands and then I was telling my girlfriend either that night or the next day she was asking me about the bands and what they sounded yeah. like and yada yada and I was trying to describe <laughs> I was trying to describe you guys what the hell are they and I was I was having a hard time I was like well they're kind of like they're good they, <laughs> they play music they play music I was they're like, good they're, they're kind of yeah they're good it's like they're not Southern rock, but they're not really blues rock, but they're like the, I just, yeah, I had a hard time. We're so. City Cash. That's what it is. You're City Cash. By the way, yeah. there was a great Wonder band there. I think they've changed their name. They were called Tom's Diner, I think, at the- Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Cat's yes. Pajamas. Check them out if you uh, want to, anyone listening. I think they, what, they came in second, right? I yeah. believe or so. third? I think it was second. I think they- I thought they were going to win it, if I'm yeah, being they honest. Were, they came in second. That's I really thought I they were going to take first, though. They brought quite a crowd with them. That's what I- yeah, they open up for us too. Yeah, excellent band. Yeah, we did it at On the Rocks. I think it was yeah. On the Rocks. Yeah, yeah. The excellent rocks, band. Yeah. So I, I recommend anyone check them out. They're absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Is there anything else you want to throw out there about City Cash, about the new record? 
Obviously, I mentioned citycashmusic.com. People can look up Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. You can stream the record there, but YouTube Music. Better yet, see you guys in person, buy a physical copy. Come on out. I know you're on Facebook under City Cash. Yes. Is there an Instagram too? Is there just Facebook? Yeah, Yeah, there is an Instagram as well. I highly recommend anyone check out the album, check out the page, follow us, come see our shows, and you will not be disappointed. I promise. Yep. Well, thank you guys for making original music because nothing gets me more excited than sitting down with a local band that writes and records their own music. And what's funny is that there actually are a lot of few bands in the area that play a lot of covers, but they also have originals as well, but they don't record them. And I wish they would. I see that a lot too. A lot of really great local bands who have good original music. Really good original music, but they're not recording them. And, um, so that's the message to take from this is all yeah, your original bands like, out there. Yeah, and record that's it. the only beef I have with them is just because I would make more music. I, yeah, because yeah. I would love to be able to have more of the original musicians on the podcast to talk about the original music they're yeah, creating. You know, and to be fair to them, it is a difficult platform to uh, it's hard. pursue when you're doing oh, primarily sure. original as far as getting shows. Oh, so yeah. it does take a little longer. It's a lot easier. Not taking anything away from cover bands, but it's a lot easier if you're doing covers. Oh, yes. It's easier it's, to get a gig. It's, it's almost like making a, money. a sequel yeah. movie to a yeah. movie that's already popular. It's like you, there's an audience built in. It's a lot easier. But in the long run, though, I mean, I say if you can write songs, if you're in a band, you have that chemistry to make original music, record it, pursue it. It takes a little extra time, but it's it's worth it. I think it is. Absolutely. I and agree. it's far more fun to play originals than covers. There's well, no you doubt. have you add an element to yourself yeah. to it. I think that's the the draw of it. Mm-hmm. For me, anyway. That's what I love about original music as well. All right. Well, Nick, Nick, and Jimmy. <laughs> Two Nicks and a Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Jake. <laughs> we appreciate you having yeah. us out. Thank you, guys. That concludes this episode of Kankakee Podcast. I'm Jake Lamore. Thank you so much for listening. Also, a special thank you to our patrons for helping make this episode possible, including Karen Bishop, Jake Lee, Jesse Arsenal, Dave Barron, Daryl Damper, Samantha Rocknowski, Lake Iverson, Travis Garcia, Jane Bostwick, Don Harrison, Simon Topless, Scott Wright, Carrie O'Connell, Jamie Race, Joanne Barry, Anthony Bicelli, Eric Olson, Carl Earps, Jeff and Rosa Carroll, Teague Dreenan, Sandy and Steve Twait, and Rose Lucky. To become a podcast patron, go to kankakeepodcast.com, click on the patron tab, and if you pledge $5 or more per month, you'll also hear your name announced on an episode. There's also other awards like early access to new episodes, video versions of select episodes, podcast merch, discounts on special events, and so much more. Your monthly pledge is truly appreciated. And our monthly goal right now is to reach $400 per month. Now, we're about 37% away from reaching that goal. So please sign up for the patron program today at kankakeepodcast.com. Our theme song is written and performed by Lupe Carroll and recorded by Daniel Bishop. This river can-